Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DNVR Broncos post game show coming to you from the losers lounge. Ah, boo, man. So you, you guys saying Boone? Uh, no. I don't think anybody's oh, saying no. Boone. I think no. even the people who were saying Boone were also saying Boo. Could have had a yeah. catch there at the end. Oh, he but obviously have. didn't cost the Broncos the game though. Did not, and we're gonna talk all about who cost the Broncos or what cost the Broncos the game the most. Uh, but first, shout out to our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out to Jared. Hey, shout out to Jared, <laughs> who's yeah. actually a co-presenting sponsor. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook, check it out. It's, it, it's fun. It's fun sometimes. Unlike today, today was as bad, nearly as bad of a day as you could envision yeah. for the Broncos. Not only losing a game in the NFL, that sucks. But losing to the only 0-3 team in the NFL, that sucks. Losing to Josh McDaniels, that, that really, really sucks. sucks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you lose two of your most top five important players on the team. With Javante Williams with a knee injury. Randy Gregory with a knee injury. And then P.J. Locke, of course, special teams player, mm-hmm. goes out with a concussion. So you lose a very important person in all three phases of the game. Absolutely brutal. Uh, and, and I think it just, it's a, it, what you just mentioned is injury to insult. Um, but this is one, one that you could have had and you should have had, mm-hmm. and we should be sitting here talking about the Broncos being three and one and saying, Hey, you know, they had a couple of mistakes here and there. Um, but they're three and one all is well, sun is shining and it's the opposite. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it, it couldn't have gone much worse. I mean, you still cross your fingers and hope that Javante and Randy are going to be fine, that they strain their knee or whatever it winds up being. I'll honestly take one out of two. Oh, yeah. If it's one out of two, I think we'd all be pretty happy. Just, I mean, we saw knee injuries and they left on carts. Yep. Like, it's hard to be and optimistic. And body language with them. Yeah. Javante yep. Williams sitting there with the towel over his head. I think saying to someone something along the lines of, like, not good or something like that. Yeah. And Randy Gregory. Yeah. I think someone said, like, are you good? And he said no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. I mean, that's, that's rough. It's rough. And then everything that happened on the field was rough, too. You know, yeah. that's uh, the strengths don't feel like the strengths anymore. The Isn't weaknesses are still there. Isn't it funny how football works that way? You come into a game thinking, man, the defense, this, that's the backbone of this team. Yeah. And as we kind of jump into the blame game here, um, I sadly have to put it my number one blame of this game and I know probably a lot of people who tuned to this in thought I was going to say Melvin Gordon. It's not. Now, he's way up there for mm-hmm. sure. We'll get to him in a second. 
But the number, my number one blame in this game goes on the run defense. Mm. Um, Football sometimes boils down to a really simple sport. If you can't stop the run and you can't run the ball, a lot you're gonna lose that game. I mean, nine times out of ten, and maybe that's Mm. even generous. Like maybe it's ninety out of a hundred, which is the same thing. But uh, in terms of actual sample, like over the course of many seasons, you're just gonna lose so many games where you can't run the ball and you cannot stop the run and and so the inability to stop the run i mean russ russ was rushing mm-hmm. there late in the first, fourth quarter you know drops the bomb to kj handler pulls it has the big run on third down it was it was full russ experience and so you're thinking one stop one stop get the ball back into this man's hands you're down two you're winning that game mm-hmm. i'm yeah. so confident oh, totally. in that and just like the entire rest of the game the defense could not bow their backs, could not stop the run, uh, you know, some big completions, just one thing after another. But above all else, the numbers for Josh Jacobs in that running game are just sickening. They're, they're sickening, and this was a team that did not run the ball the first three games. They didn't try. They weren't successful when they did. This was all on Derek Carr's shoulders, but you know what? This is sickening to say. Credit to Josh McDaniels. He looked at the past mm-hmm. couple of years and said, Josh Jacobs isn't that good of a player, but he's great against the Broncos. And so you know what? We are going to ride him to a victory. And that's what they did. And that's what the Raiders have done pretty much every single time they beat the Broncos since Josh Jacobs has joined that team. 28 carries. I mean, talk about sticking yep. to the run. 144 yards, 5.1 yards per carry. Two rushing touchdowns for Josh Jacobs. And that only scratches the surface of how bad it was. As a team, the Raiders went for 212 rushing yards, 38 attempts, 5.6 yards per carry. That sounds like the Broncos just played Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. No, they played the Raiders, who don't run the ball. That's the most discouraging thing about this. Not only was it bad, but it was a team that, one, has so many offensive line issues. They don't try to run the ball. They haven't practiced running the ball in terms of real games. And they came out and did this to you on what was supposed to be. We talked about it this week. You guys got on me for calling the Broncos defense a damn good defense. You said, come on, Zach, it's better than that. It's elite. And that's what we thought this defense was supposed to be. And that's why it's even more disappointing that they had this performance. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I did the breakdown with Allie before the game. And she said, what's the number one key to the game? I said, get your run game going. Because once the Titans got the run game going last week, they just had the Raiders defense on a string. Well, the exact opposite happened to the Broncos. They didn't get the run going. The Raiders did, and then they had the Broncos offense on a string because then the Broncos are coming down, you know, and bring, putting two linebackers out there, and the Raiders are getting Devontae Adams matched up on linebackers, Mac Collins matched up on linebackers in zone coverage, and it just – it's so difficult. Then you want to go, man – Okay, well, Derek Carr takes off running, you know, seven carries for 40 yards for Derek Carr. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's just, it was one of those things. When you establish the run early in a game against the defense, you get to call the shots the rest of the game, and and that's what the Raiders did to the Broncos. Yep, you're totally right. As soon as they went man because the zone wasn't working, Derek Carr just ran and converted first downs, which is not something that that any of us could have seen happening. I think at one point I said, like, I think Derek Carr might be faster than Russ. He might be. Yeah. Like, he, he was moving pretty well he out was. there. It was I mean, kind of crazy. Like, you see Six that. yards a carry. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, on seven carries, too. Yep. 
Yep. That's that's what's brutal. Yeah, I mean, Zamir White has the big one. Yeah. Josh Jacobs is obviously tearing the Broncos apart, and it started in the passing game. And that's just – you need somebody who can get in there and, and, and shut things down. But right now it's just leaky everywhere. Yeah. Number two, that's that one goes to Melvin Gordon for mm. me. Oh, okay. Um, that is a mind-boggling outcome. Like – Maybe mm-hmm. it shouldn't be. Maybe it should just be so obvious. Four fumbles mm-hmm. in four games. We should have known that when Melvin came in the in the game, he's going to fumble the damn ball. But to essentially be benched for the first quarter and a half plus mm-hmm. and come into the game and get one carry. And it's the full Melvin Gordon experience, right? Because he makes a nice move. He gets upfield. He's going to get the first down. Fighting hard. Flops yeah. the ball out of his hands directly into the Raiders' arms. All the way the other way for six. It's just not acceptable on, at all. And if Javante Williams doesn't get injured in that game, I think it's the last time we see Melvin Gordon carry the ball as a Bronco. Ooh. And it should it should have been. Mm, I disagree it, with you there. It um, doesn't matter anymore, though, because now he's probably your starting running back. Yeah. yeah. So we can get talk about used that to it. Later, I guess. But, yeah. We, we can. But – it's just the fact that that ball comes out of his arms on the first carry. Mm-hmm. When he knows, he knows the reason he hasn't been out there yet is because of the fumbling issues is just shocking to me because it tells me it's not a lack of this or a lack of that, you know, uh, concentration or anything that is he does not have the ability to hold on to the football, which makes no sense because he's massive and ripped mm-hmm. and he can't hold on to the ball. So. The worst part of this to me is that you've, you're now stuck with it. Yep, you, you, you mm-hmm. are, and you're looking at, okay, is he better? Mike Boone may be injured. We're not sure about that. Well, I guess he was uh, on the field at the end of the game. Uh, then we're going to have a discussion. Is Mike Boone your number one uh, and Melvin your number two? Do you do the exact same treatment to Melvin Gordon where he's not on the field? Like you said, Ryan, inexcusable, can't happen. And the Denver Broncos, how much of it goes on the coaching staff? Because the Broncos coaching staff identified this issue. That's why he wasn't yep. on the field yeah, until the I, second quarter. That's what I said this week. I said, next one's on the coaching staff. Yeah, and this one was the worst one yet. Because at least the Seahawks didn't pick that ball up and run it into the end zone. This one was a massive swing. The Broncos maybe finally getting some momentum in the game on offense. They had a touchdown field goal. It's like, let's keep this going. And then you have that. And then what, is the Broncos, what, what do the Broncos do? They respond beautifully to that. Come out with a five-play, 75-yard drive, and you're like, okay, it's okay. But my second, and to me, my second biggest takeaway or my biggest blame for this game is everything related with the Broncos' offense in the third quarter and mm. really, really the second half because Melvin Gordon's fumble sucked. It, it, mm-hmm. it did. But the Broncos did end up losing by more than more than the seven points that were scored. And you can get into, well, maybe it's actually more than seven points. But what I loved was how they responded yeah. right after that. So they kind of, kind of got rid of that fumble. Uh, not, I'm not taking anything off Melvin. Melvin, but then in the second half, you come out. In the third quarter, you have seven net yards. Seven net yards, three punts on three series. Then in the fourth quarter, yeah, we like to remember the touchdown drive. That, that was great. I mean, what a play from K.J. Hamler. What a great pass from Russ then taking it in the next play. But the drive before that, three and out. They got uh, one yard on the play. And then the final drive of the game, you get five yards. Outside of the 90 or the 75-yard the 
drive, the Broncos had 14 yards in the second half. 14 yards in the second half. You mm-hmm. can't do. You can't show up in a in a game and play one series in a half and expect to win. That was just disgusting. Especially it was disappointing because the Broncos had 16 points at halftime. It's like. Okay, finally, on pace for 32 points. The offense is waking up, and in the second half, they completely shut down. Yeah, and I mean, it's just so easy to see what happened, too. Like, the, the offense on the plays they ran, it's like, yeah, not not great, but not terrible. But in that third quarter, you know, the first one, you have the, the Max Crosby sack, and all of a sudden they're behind the sticks and can't make it up. The second drive, it's another Max Crosby sack. And again, they're behind the sticks. They can't make it up. You have the Garrett Bowles holding on the next drive. They're behind the sticks can't make it up again like it's just every single one of these drives you just look back and say oh there's where they went backward yep. and guess what they couldn't come back from second and 17 or whatever which you know is a, a, a bit of an issue at some point you want to see that but they did later they in the game first and 30 exactly they had the first and 30 and came through it's so, nfl blitz style <laughs> yeah this kind of goes into my my big blame it's the offensive line that mm-hmm. was terrible why is melvin gordon in the game because Javante Williams had six carries for nine yards at that point. Yep. I was saying you have to put him in the game just because you need some sort of spark. You need to try something, see if something works. And, I mean, I don't think I'm going to be saying that again next week. Yeah, but still, I don't at the end. will be saying it again this season. Probably not. But still, I mean, they can't get that running game going. It's 85 yards all game. That's terrible. Russell's pressured constantly. Yep. You've got the two holds from Garrett Bowles. You've got the, the hold from Graham Glasgow. Glasgow. There it is. We have got one month left. We're learning. Uh-huh. But, I mean, that offensive line was awful. Awful. Yeah. yeah. It, and and it, it, that can't happen. It, it was. Yeah. And just to add to your, your lack of running the ball and how bad it was for the running backs and the offensive line, uh, Russell Wilson was your Denver Broncos leading rusher today. Oof. 29 rushing yards. Javante had 28. Mike Boone had 20. Melvin Gordon had 8. Uh, there was just, it, it was all on Russia's shoulders. But the crazy thing was, and why I like to bring play calling into this as well, is it's like Russ is cooking. 11 for 12 in the first half. He's moving the ball, finally looking good. And, and then, you lost Javante. And you lost Javante. And you come out in the set, in, in, in the third quarter, and you don't have a pass, like a real pass, where Russell Wilson throws the ball until the final play of your second series. He did drop back to pass twice and was Sacks, sacked on those. Holds. Uh, w- w- which is offensive line. Yep. But the play calling was just like, Wait, what are we doing? Why are we taking the ball? Why are we running the ball twice on first and second down? They're getting nothing, and then you're sticking Russ in a third and long situation where then he's just having to throw a dump off screen mm-hmm. to Montreal, Washington. Uh, that to me uh, was just uh, I, a lot of people were frustrated with Nathaniel Hackett's play calling, as they should be. And I think that was the Broncos trying to say, like, we need to establish the run to win this game. Yeah. And it, there are times where you just have to say, like, we got to put the ball in the in the hands of our two hundred and forty million dollar quarterback. Exactly, um, he can win us this one. Yep. You know, like we're, the run's not there. We also just lost our star running back. Yeah. Russ, go get us one now. It was not good when uh, the Broncos were in obvious pass situations. Like the offensive line was getting bullied, so yeah. it's such a tough place for it to be in as a coach because you're like, we got to do something to counter that. They tried screens, that didn't work. They tried to run the ball, that didn't work. You know, they're dropping Russ back. That's not working. And it's just one of those days where it's just like, whatever button you press, at least for that small period of time, it was wrong. I think by the fourth quarter, the Raiders pass rush was actually worn out a little bit. 
because they've been pinning their ears back so much and running around so much all day um, that, you know, finally you're able to put together that drive. But the offensive line for me was number three. Um, it, it was a disaster for them out there. Like, uh, I, can't, I can't even imagine what Henry's grades are going to look like. Everyone was bad. Um, it was, you know, simple stuff that's like passing off stunts. And there's a play there where, like, Cameron Fleming's trying to pass off a stunt to Graham Glasgow. And Gra- Graham Glasgow, like, has his face to the quarterback going backwards. Mm-hmm. And this, Max Crosby comes in on the stunt. There's not even – I mean, it's just wide open. It's just mind-boggling, terrible communication, you know, penalties, 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 illegal man downfield, holding, false start. It, it's just the, the offensive line was a joke today. It was. It, it, it was an absolute joke. And uh, Russell Wilson, like you said, Ryan, there are games where it's okay to let Russ cook. And I know that's something that the Broncos kind of and Nathaniel Hackett really want to push back on. Uh, but that's something where we saw it at the end of the game last week. You mm-hmm. let Russ cook and he wins the game. I understand not wanting to go into a game saying, Russ, you're going to throw the ball 40 to 50 times in this game. That's the game plan. And Nathaniel Hackett is clearly pushing against that. But at a point in the game, you have to be able to understand what's going on in the game, know the situation, and go away from your game plan and say, Russ is hot. And we're not going to let him drop back 40 times every game, but we're going to do it this game. The fact the Broncos were playing from behind most of the game. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson has 25 attempts. Now, probably about 30 with sacks and runs. But still, when Javante Williams goes out in the first half, you should be throwing the ball 40 times when Russell Wilson is extremely effective. In the first half, he had 140 passer rating. He was 11 for 12. He had over 100 yards. Uh, It's just my – why did you trade – for Russell Wilson, if you're going to give him the Teddy Bridgewater, uh, that, that that type of game plan of we're going to win by only rushing, running the ball. Yeah, and I mean, just going through the plays on, on those drives that you mentioned, I just had it pulled up, but I lost it. Uh, here we go. Broncos, after the half, they go run to Javante Williams. That's the one he gets hurt on. Run to Mike, uh, to Mike Boone. Run to Mike Boone. Run to Mike Boone. Russell Wilson sacked, punt. Next possession. Melvin Gordon run for one yard. Russell Wilson sacked. Russell Wilson short right pass to Montreal, Washington. It's a screen on third and 18. Next drive. Russell Wilson passing complete. Russell Wilson short. So, like, that's when they started throwing it. And that didn't work either. It's just one of those days, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing was going to work. And, and I really do feel like it comes back to that fumble in terms of the momentum swinging. Mm-hmm. It's 10, is it 10, 10 at that time? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. It's 10, 10 at the time you're driving. You are probably going to get three, potentially going to get seven and you give up six the other way. They miss the extra point, which actually could have been massive. Yeah. 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 If the Broncos didn't also miss an extra point, yeah. because if they did uh, make that extra point, then they would have been down eight late in the game yeah. rather than down nine. It would have been a one score game. Uh, another just mistake. And the, the fumble was so bad, but it was even worse when you just look at the game flow. Broncos punt on their first series. Next series, they get a touchdown, some, some, some momentum. Then they get a field goal. Then you have this one where the Broncos are driving. They, they've already picked up a first town, uh, making their way down the field right at midfield. They fumble. The next possession, they get a touchdown. So you're saying you take seven points off the board for the Raiders with the fumble, and that turns in, I think it's fair to say, that's at least a field goal. Yes. That's, I mean, we're, t- we're talking about just how massive his that first... was, and it was his first carry of the game. 
I mean, what are we doing? And and like you said, Ryan, Melvin may not see the ball the rest of the game uh, and be, be on the field the rest of the game if it wasn't for Javante's injury. I legitimately think it would have been for the rest of time. Mm. I really think that would have been Melvin Gordon's last carry as a Bronco <laughs> if Javante Williams stays healthy. And I also... And everyone's going to really hate this. I truly believe he will be your starting running back for the rest of the year if Javante Williams is out. It very well could be. And yeah. there are some updates with Randy Gregory and Javante Williams. So let's get to those. But first, I have to tell you about us over at DNVR because we've got an awesome tailgate coming up this Thursday. That's kind of the good thing. Uh, the bad the thing is thing. you may not have these guys for this game. We'll get into that in a second. But you will know. be able to just wipe this loss out of your mouth, feel good about it, playing the Colts this week, and we're going to be having an awesome tailgate. Maybe call in sick on Thursday, take a half day, take the full day off because the tailgate's going to be going before work is even done. Thursday, Broncos play the Colts. We're going to have a tailgate. It's a big game, guys. Two and three, Broncos have an opportunity to wipe this one out, go three and two. Or they can go on a two-game losing streak. You're going to want to be at the game, and you're going to want to check out our tailgate. You, especially if you're a member, make sure to get the member price for our tailgates uh, and check us out at thednbr.com. You know what I need right now? Breck beer. Uh, I was going to say a nanny, but that, <laughs> that works too. Uh, yeah, I mean, the vibes are bad, which means that you're drinking sad beers tonight instead of happy beers. But those beers should still be I'm Breckenridge Brewery sad, sad death. Oh, wow. It's liquid death, though, wow. so at least it tastes delicious. Is it burying you alive? Yeah, this one's called Bury It Alive. <laughs> Let me I, guess, Bury? I, I think so, Oh, yeah. I, I get it. That's what I want to do to that game right now. <sighs> wow. Yes, I agree. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, Nanny, October 8th. It's almost time. If you go to events.seated.com backslash Nanny 22 um... You guys know how to spell Hootenanny. I'm not going to spell that for you. Uh, then you can see who's going to be there. You can buy tickets. There's awesome bands playing. There's obviously like a whole bunch of beer and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. So make sure you get out there and uh, drink a bunch of Breckenridge beers, regardless of whether you're there or not. Boom. Then you got to make sure you get your athletic greens in your routine. This is a big week to just like, you know, get your health right before Thursday mm -hmm. night football. You know, you just got to focus in, take some cold tubs and get you some athletic greens in your diet. Broncos should be crushing uh, some athletic greens in the morning. First thing you do when you wake up, drink your athletic greens. Go on an empty stomach. I personally like eight ounces of water, one ice cube. Then while you're oh, wow. shaking it up, the ice cube melts in the water, so you don't have to worry about like chugging around the, uh, around the ice cube. That's always kind of a pain in the ass. Um, so chug down your athletic greens. Get all of their incredible uh, ingredients in there, including 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, uh, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off. Right. Uh, it supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy focus, and even aging all the things. Uh, so make sure that you check out our friends over at athletic green. When you go to athleticgreenscom slash Broncos, you will get a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. You guys want the good or the bad news? And did you say, did you notice I said good news? Yeah. The injury front? Give me the bad news first. Bad news. Javante Williams leaving the uh, the locker room um, on crutches. Not great. No. no. I mean, that makes you think it's at least a couple weeks and anything's possible. 
you really anything are less anything less exactly than, yeah. anything exactly. less than the season is a win. Yeah. Oh, totally. It, I, I completely agree. That's what it looks like. That's what it fears right now. And I'll give you the good news before we dive into both of these. Randy Gregory told reporters in the locker room, "He's good." Says, "Don't worry about me. I'm good." Wow. Wow. So that could be some very good news. Both of those guys, the update from Nathaniel Hackett is both of those guys are still being evaluated and are going to get MRIs in the morning. So not completely out of the clear, according to Hackett, but according to Gregory, he says he's good. And I just, I can feel that, like, I'm projecting here. I don't know what actually happened. But I'm imagining, like, you know, like, reporter goes up. He's like, hey, you good? He's like, yeah, I'm good. Like, doesn't want to talk to him, you know? They just lost to the Raiders. He's hurt. Um but I'll cross my fingers that he's actually good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's encouraging for what it could be. But again, we'll see in the morning whose injury is more impactful. Javante. Mm, why? Uh, because you don't have another good option to turn to as you're starting running back. It's very true. And especially throw on that this team wants to run. This isn't the Russell Wilson offense. This is the outside zone Nathaniel Hackett offense. So they're going to want to keep running the ball. And Mike Boone, he's your third running back. If Javante can't play, he's your best running back right now. And I like what I saw from Mike Boone in this game. But still, he's your third running back that's going to be carrying the load. Yeah, it's it's just brutal. And here's the thing. Uh, LDJ tweeted this at, at us during the game. He's like, RK said it before the season. He said, Melvin's too good to not give him the ball. And what's going to happen is you're going to give him the ball, and then he's going to fumble in big moments. It's happened in almost every game now. Mm-hmm. And here's the truth. Melvin Gordon, if he ends up being the starting running back for this team, is going to be very productive. He's good at this game, except for holding on to the ball. And so it's just going to be this this everyone holds their breath, every carry for the rest of the season situation. And Melvin's going to have 100-yard games and all that good stuff. Um, but it's – it's going to happen again. You, you have to you, think. But, I mean, what? He puts up, on average, two a year, three a year. Yep, yep, right and, around there. It's already at four. Exactly. And so some people look at that and say, like, well, I guess he got those out of the way. That's probably not the right way to look at it. But realistically, if you're on a two to three fumble pace over the course of a season, you got 12 games left, you probably see, what, two more? Touch Which wood, man. isn't great. Oh, yeah, you touch wood, absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, the fact that this is happening so much right now it is probably an outlier. Although he's obviously, like, it's not a situation you're happy about. It is probably an outlier. No, I'm, I I can't go there. I could say that wow. after the first two games, but four fumbles through four games, it's like that saying. What is it? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mm-hmm. Fool me three times, real shame on mm-hmm. Fool me four times. Oh, my goodness. I just take a cut. dump on mm-hmm. me there. Yeah, you're not getting the ball anymore. And that's where I'm at. I, I can't trust him because, Ryan, you said that he fumbles in big moments. Not anymore. He just fumbles all the time. Uh, th- this was well, in the All st- the moments are big moments now. That's the problem. This was in the middle of a second quarter. Mm-hmm. And then the Broncos just said, before the fumble, they said, we don't trust you. After the fumble, mm-hmm. they said, we don't trust you. So the Broncos are at the point where I think they're saying, yep, this is a big issue. I guess the slimmest uh, hope that this will change is Melvin Gordon's attitude has changed about this. Last week, uh, he he told reporters after the game that when it came to his fumble that he had, la- or both of his fumbles last week, well, we didn't lose him and we won the game, so not that big of a deal. Whoa, yeah, they're a big deal. 
Now it's changed. After mm-hmm. this game, according to reporters that are at the game, uh, Melvin said, and I'm getting this from Nick Cosmider, Melvin said, I've just got to be better. There ain't no excuse for it. I just have to be better. That's it. My job is to put the team in the best position to win. I didn't do that. Why did, if you had that attitude last week, maybe they, you wouldn't have fumbled this week. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's why something changes. And, like, he again, if he's going to be a, you know, a big part of this team moving forward, which I unfortunately feel like the Broncos don't have any other choice. No, they don't. He's got to do the, the carrying the ball around thing. Like, he, you're not above that just because you've been in the league a long time. It's what happens to rookies when they start fumbling. If I'm the coach, running backs coach or Nathaniel Hackett, I'm telling him, you got to carry a, a football around with you everywhere you go. I take back everything I just said. Melvin Gordon said that in one of his answers. Oh, and then this coming in from George Stoya. It's, it's worse than you could think. Melvin Gordon, and this again, George Stoya. Melvin Gordon just left his post-game press conference after being asked how frustrating it is that he fumbled after he put the work in this week to correct that. He walked off stage and didn't answer. Sounds like he was pretty frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one person to be frustrated at. When, when you are a ball carrier mm-hmm. and you fumble... Uh, that is entirely on you, especially when you're you, you just had a good run. What was he nine yards down the field? Did he even seven. get the first seven yards yep. down the field? A good run, and then it's ripped from you. That can't happen. Yeah, yep. I can also understand how that question is just it's kind of a dumb question. Like, how frustrating is it? I don't know. Very, the most frustrating a thing can be. Like, let me show you how frustrating it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you stand up there and you answer. You the have question. to, and uh-huh. and you know, credit to Broncos PR. They pretty much always tell players who make big mistakes that, hey, you kind of have to go face the music now. Mm -hmm. And usually players are, you know, mature enough to face the music. Um, He did have, you know, the one good answer. But I'm sure as he's standing up there, he's just like, they're just going to ask me 10 straight questions about the fumble. I don't want to deal with this. Uh, That's what happens, though, when you fumble four times in four games. 100%. No excuses at all. Um, It's, gosh. Losing Javante today is just the worst. Yep. Yep. You just have to hope that it's nothing serious, which obviously it looks serious. You just have to get lucky. Like, yep, exactly, because you don't have an option. No. Other than Melvin Gordon, if if that's if you don't have Javon. You said you were looking at a free agent running backs today. Yeah, I didn't get very far, but uh, there's nobody. Yeah, we'll definitely take a dive into that. I'm sure this week. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I mean, to me. The injuries have to be the biggest takeaway from this game is, you know, all the other stuff. We can talk about how you can fix this and, you know, the play calling can be better in the third quarter and all, you know, uh, you can maybe not fumble the ball and, you know, you can not miss extra points and all that stuff can be talked about and it can be fixed over a week's time. These injuries, if you get lucky with the Gregory one, thank goodness. Um, But losing Javante Williams for this team, to me, changes the outlook. Um, you know, out of the top five weapons you have on offense, now you're going to be down two of them for the year. Potentially I'll touch wood and just hope of some nice break happening for the Broncos. But the worst part about that is no one gives you breaks for this stuff. No, no one's going to say like, Oh, well, Nathaniel Hackett, he lost Tim Patrick and he lost uh, Javante Williams and you know, all that stuff. It just doesn't matter. And the same goes for Russell Wilson. No one's going to feel bad for Russell Wilson um when the broncos you know struggle to run the ball uh because they lose javante williams it's this is this changes things um and maybe it is let russ cook season after this but that's not what the, the way this offense is designed to work no. 
unfortunately for the offense, it hasn't even been working the way that they want it to work in terms of opening up the big play action. Like teams are just saying, we're not going to let you do the, you're, we're not going to let you do the big outside zone hand fake handoff and drop back. Like it hasn't worked in two weeks now because teams know exactly how to defend it. So it's a big problem. And mm. even if it's just Javante and, and I hope it's not him at all, but that changes the outlook for this team. Well, and, and it, it, it Javante, to answer the question I posed to you, uh, it is Javante because look at the depth that you have at outside linebacker. There is definitely a fall off from Randy Gregory to whoever else, but at least you still have Bradley Chubb on the outside. At least you have Baron Browning, who's really showed us a lot. Uh, and it, 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 it's really a big deal that the Broncos could potentially lose these guys because this is one week you lose a game. Okay, the Broncos have lost plenty of AFC West games. You were hoping that that was going to change now, but it's just one out of 17. Javante, if he's out for a while, that's going to be something that impacts you every single game. And even if Randy Gregory says he's good, Nathaniel Hackett last week said uh, when approaching injuries, guys that were already injured, he said, I have to keep in mind that there's a Thursday night game this week. So he's going to be, I think, extra cautious for guys that got injured in this game on if they're going to play in Thursday night's game. And so now you're not just talking maybe one injury that's going to affect you next game, but it's also two major injuries. You're, I wonder how cautious you can really be this week, though. Because it's a game you need to win. Yeah, swing game. Exactly. You can't be two and three. Series, it would be a pivotal game five. Yeah. It'll be a pivotal game five because it's the fifth game. But yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see with all of it. And you hope that it's just something minor with Javante. It doesn't feel that way whenever you see a guy on a car with a knee, but there's not, not much you can do. If, if he can't go, then it's Melvin's job. The only thing I'm holding on to hope with with Javante is that it, you never saw, I, at least on the replays, yeah. I never saw. Like the Gregory replay was obvious. It's like he steps weird, he you know, kind of leans his weight awkwardly on his knee Javante one you know they only showed it a couple times but every time I'm looking to like where would that be didn't see it that's the that's the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope with him um what other what I, I guess let's, let's talk about coaching how much did coaching play a role in this and did your feelings change about the coaching staff today Zach yeah I mean it, coaching played a huge role because I think play calling in the third quarter and actually Russell Wilson when talking about the game in his post-game interview he said it was the third quarter that's what cost him the mm-hmm. ill-time penalties the the ill-time bad plays uh, and uh, to me the very bad uh, decision making to of, of play calling and that is on Nathaniel Hackett. And uh, the game management, there was, I think, one questionable thing that we can talk about. But I just, the offense was moving. You were clicking. And you just took the ball out of your quarterback's hands in the third quarter. And I think that killed the team. He was getting beat up every time he dropped back, though. You, you have to run the ball just to keep those pass rushers at bay. Because I mean, it was every time he dropped back, there was somebody in his face. And if you just keep plowing forward, they're just going to keep coming faster and faster. Again, I, I don't... But the run game wasn't working. Oh, totally. So when on your first series you run the ball first and, first and mm-hmm. second down and it gets you into third and long and you don't get it, why are you coming out in the next series and saying, we're going to do the exact same thing? Because well, you can't just go empty the rest of the game because didn't it didn't work on empty. the first drive. I didn't but that's say the thing. Empty, like, don't set you need to have up balance. third and long for a second straight possession. That's not balance running on first and second <sighs> down two straight series. I mean, okay, that part isn't. But you still look at it. What? They run 20 times. They pass 25 times. There's three more sacks, so it's 28 to 20. 
that's still pretty skewed toward the offense. Again, like, yeah, was the play calling perfect? No, they probably could have thrown another pass in here or there, take out two of the runs, two more passes, whatever. But what I go back to is just that they screwed up, like Russell said, on all of those drives in that second half. There's the sack, there's the sack again, there's the hold, then they get backed up to the one. Nobody's coming back from from the one. That's so rare that that happens. That was a ref mistake, by exactly. the way. Exactly. Like, I still think that it's just the players shooting themselves in the foot. And if you want to go back to the coaches and say, like, yeah, offensive line wasn't well coached, they, they were called for penalties, like, I can I can get behind that. But in terms of play calling, this isn't, this isn't the game where where I'm frustrated. That, by the way, that might be my biggest issue with the coaching staff today. The Raiders punt the ball down to the one. It's tapped back to the three where it's yeah. been touched by the Raiders. The refs spot the ball on the one-yard line. No one thought to say, like, hey, they got this wrong. Like, I thought, especially on obvious stuff like that, I thought they were, you didn't even need to challenge. There's supposed to be someone who just says, hey, ball should be on the three. Mm-hmm. And they should move it. But, I think that would be a challenge, though. But I'm saying, like, there are times where they can just buzz down to the refs and say, like, hey, like no challenge. Like, before a challenge is even necessary, they just say, hey, you spotted on the one, it should be on the three. Even then, that's worth a challenge to me. Especially because it's a guaranteed win. Like, yeah. they hit the ball back to the three-yard line and touched it there. This is obvious stuff. It's an automatic win. You give up on your challenges. You ended up using zero. So... That to me was was the biggest miss. I there was no clock management issues that came up today. There mm-hmm. was a little bit of play calling, but they also did move the ball. They did score touchdowns. Not in the second half though. Not in not, the 14 yards out of one drive in the second half. How are yep. you not putting that on play calling? Now, you can put on a lot of other things too, yeah. of course. It, that's it's not all on play calling. Uh, but it was it was so frustrating, especially mm-hmm. in the third quarter. The thing is that though, like a play call is only as good as the players who execute it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Russell Wilson again, eleven yep. of twelve in the first half. Oh, that, I know. That, that's just what I'm saying is it didn't feel like they were they were going with the flow of the game. The run game was never really good in this game. At the end of the game, uh, you you come away with, uh, I guess, four point three yards per carry. But Russell Wilson was on fire, and you just went away from him. Yeah, no, it's a, it, it, they should have done better in that area for sure. Uh, but this, Russell Wilson drops back four times uh, in, in the uh, in the third quarter. Yep, Gotta unless do you it. got the holds too. Yeah, for sure. But again, they couldn't like, they couldn't stop those guys without holding. Like it's to me the the coaching staff is pretty far down the list today. Yeah, um, it doesn't really matter. They lost them either way, and. Now they have to turn right around uh, and figure it out against a much better running back. Potentially. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you about that in just one second. First, I got to tell you about our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the game bad timing for that maybe we'll get to uh to the king of the game in just a second so first i'll tell you guys about uh DraftKings. how about that DraftKings right now they're giving you 200 dollars in free bets for all new customers if you place a five dollar money line bet you get 200 dollars in free bets right away just after placing that bet and another thing that they've got going they give you the early wins specifically on Thursday nights. If the team goes up seven points and you bet on them on the money line at any point in the game, you cash out your bet right then and there. It doesn't even matter if they end up blowing the game. So you can take advantage of this. That's for everyone, not just new users. For everyone, but for new users, if you place a $5 money line bet, you get $200 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Sportsbook. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer. That's promo code DNVR. See the show notes for details. And guys, speaking of DraftKings, now let's hand out our DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game. American, American Raptors? Let's, well, let's, 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 oh, let's hit oh, okay. this right Wait now. This. Oh, okay. uh, Russell Wilson, three total touchdowns. And to me, that's probably the thing that just hurts even more. It's the cherry on top of this game. Is Russell Wilson, I've talked about how he had a great first half, but he had the best game of his Broncos career today. Three total touchdowns uh, in the first half, had more touchdowns than incompletions. He was looking great. And then in my opinion, for a variety of reasons, the Broncos team coaching staff let him down in the third quarter big time. And then Russ, we saw him come alive, gave us hope, gave everyone life to the team. And then they just weren't able to get the defensive stop. Uh, but Russell Wilson, to me, king of the game. Absolutely. And uh, again, this game was really close to being like the Russ game. If they just get one stop on defense, I, yeah. there's not a doubt in my mind yep. that he goes and he makes another big third down conversion and he does something else with his legs and they go down there and they kick a game-winning field goal. Uh, and that is that is one of the more disappointing aspects of this is he looked pretty darn good. It was weird just the way – like it never felt like the Broncos were necessarily in a rhythm uh, on offense. It never felt like they were like – I don't know, calling back-to-back good plays. Like, it felt like it was kind of like rabbit-out-of-a-hat type of stuff from Russ a lot today. And that's what he gets you. That's why you pay him all that money is he's able to create stuff. It it doesn't have to be like everything's working and the run game opens up the pass game and this, that, and the other thing. It's like, you know, sometimes Russ can just be really good. And that's what it it felt like for me today. But even if you just, like, look at the receiving chart, it's kind of weird. K.J. Hamler leads the Broncos in yards today with 55 yards on one catch in it. As far as I'm concerned, we'll have to see the snap percentages. I still only play I remember him being out there. It'd be too, yes. Um, which is crazy. Jerry Judy, four catches for 53. Sutton, five for 52. Kendall Hinton, two for 39. Eric Saubert, one for 25. And like a couple other guys with one, including Russell Wilson himself. Um, <laughs> but there was, just, it just, no, there was no like, oh, uh, Cortland's dominating his matchup. So you got to keep going back to him, even though it kind of felt like that early. Or it was like... Oh, Jerry Judy's open on every play. Also, both Jerry and KJ tripping uh, on what should have been walk-in touchdowns. Just like little weird things throughout this game. Um, But Russell Wilson was the reason why you were in this game Mm -hmm. so long. I think all that stuff goes back to the offensive line. Yeah. There's just, I mean, there's no like, oh, look, we're going to run this double move to Cortland because they're sitting at, there's no time for a double move. Like, there's no building off the run game because they're not worried about the run game. They can shut it down whenever they want. Like, when that offensive line is struggling like it struggled, the fact that Russell was able to to do what he did, it's exciting. And, you know, Russell did have a couple of those throws across the middle that still just aren't in the right spot, and that gets kind of frustrating. But good day. If if he would if the defense would have given the ball back, he would have had a real chance to have a really great day. And this is just, I mean, talk about kicking the nuts. I, I've kind of avoided that phrase for a couple of times this podcast, but um, it's going all around social media now. The Geno Smith to Russell Wilson comparison in the first four mm-hmm. games, both are two and two. Geno seventy seven percent completion, one thousand thirty seven yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions. Russell Wilson. 
61% completion, 980 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. To me, I don't take that as like the Broncos made the wrong move going for Russ. I'm taking that as you made a massive, massive investment in Russell Wilson in both trading and the money, and you're letting the guy that held Russell Wilson back, you're letting Pete Carroll have allowed Geno Smith to throw more than Russ? You're allowing G- Russell Wilson uh, to, to, to be used less than Geno Smith? I that's I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. But before yeah. this week, what we were say... saying was, you got to run the ball. Like, you got to feed those running backs. They're, they're too pass-happy, especially in the red zone. Like, it, it is kind of a 180 to be at that point today versus in the, where we In were the red before. zone, we said that. Russell yeah. Wilson was not dropping back 40, 50 times in these no, past few games. But no quarterback does, unless they're down by a lot. Um, Russ, I, I don't think they're using Russell Wilson effectively, and I'm very comfortable saying that. Okay. Four touchdowns in four games. But again, like, I, I don't think that that's... I, early on, there was coaching, yes. But this one, I still don't think, like, it's, it's a big decision. Like, could they have, instead of handing the ball to, to Melvin on the second drive of the second half, could they have thrown that ball instead? Like, sure. And there's, like, one or two plays that you can look at. But for the most part... I mean, again, like you just go back to those plays that there was a drive in the, uh, in the third quarter where they threw every single play in this game. Yeah. yeah. What it was, was it? Three plays. Yes. Uh, yeah. Three plays for negative one yard. Yeah. Yep. Okay. There you go. I mean, like, like there's you, that too, you, but you, you can't just get scared off of that, of, of one, three play series. I, I don't like the way they've used Russ so mm-hmm. far. Um, I, I think they've been letting, they've been holding Russ back a lot. And I mean, that was a big conversation last week was they held Russ back and then they unleashed him when when it was finally time. I think Mm -hmm. they need to unleash him more. And I think we saw that again in this game, that they they held him back. And this is the same conversation that has been had every single season of Russell Wilson's career to this point. Mm -hmm. Is they're using him wrong, they're not doing this, you have to let him go do his thing, you can't put him in a structured offense. At the same time, though, they've had him do everything at various points. Like early in the season, they're running all the play action. Now the play action's kind of gone. They're going to different directions. The Hank, screens are coming and going. Didn't they get him here and tell him and bring him here and he wanted to come here because they weren't just going to do what they've done with Seattle? Oh, totally. But I think that this is just kind of comes with the territory where you can't just say, oh, well, we're going empty. We're going five wide. And honestly, I think they should have in that third quarter, but that's just such a, a dangerous situation to put yourself into. And that's the difference because either you're running plays from under center or you're not. And if you want to go shotgun, you can go shotgun. But you you know you're losing the threat of the run game. And maybe they need to do more of that. But it just... But just they re- can't be too far. I don't think that's the problem. But just really quick, let, letting Russ cook and putting the ball in his hands doesn't mm-hmm. mean going five wide, never running the ball, uh, and, and being an empty where it's obvious. I'm not advocating for that. I think, number one, more vertical routes. Pretty much mm-hmm. every, all the damage that Russ has done this season mm-hmm. has been on vertical routes. Now, you know, he, he's done a pretty good job of taking away the narrative that he can't use the middle of the field, even the touchdown to Cortland in the first quarter. That's middle of the field. That's great read. That's incredible throw. Mm-hmm. Just an absolute missile leading Cortland behind two uh, different defenders. Um, but, I mean, every time they get him going vertical, good things happen. Uh, yeah. A lot of the time, though, it's because there's time. Yes. Like there was the yep. one that sailed over the guy's head on the sideline. We were like, oh, here it comes in that dry spell. I think that was in the third quarter. Maybe it was like early in the fourth. But you see him drop back. And he stands there. And he stands there. And then he lets it go. And you're just like, oh, here it comes. And you just can't get creative in the passing game 
if you're asking him to bail out of the pocket a second and a half into every play. You got to get him on the move then. If that's where mm-hmm. he's the best, if the offensive line needs that help the mm-hmm. most, you have to do that because we know that Russ is really good with that. But and the- I just, it, like you said, just standing in the pocket and getting crushed, do other things. But the def- the defenses are taking that away. And that's the hardest part. Well, then you, you if, if that's what your quarterback's good at though, you have to put an Eric Tomlinson out there on the right side in order to for Russ to be able yeah. to roll out that way. You have to mm-hmm. scheme to him. Again, what have we said? You do whatever it takes to get a quarterback, and then mm-hmm. you do whatever the quarterback wants. And the Broncos did that with their commitment of trading for him, and then they did that with the commitment of giving him the massive salary. And we hear Nathaniel talk about it week in and week out. This is about Russ. He talks just about that. I mean, mm-hmm. he says Russ is the one in there helping him design these game plans and do things. They've made it all about Russ. I just want them to go all in on the field. Well, with it. I honestly don't know if they're going to have a choice moving forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, I, I do think Melvin Gordon is going to do f- just fine uh, in terms of producing yards. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going to happen with him fumbling. All the evidence I have is that it's going to come back to bite them again. But if your options are Melvin Gordon or Mike Boone, they might tr- start with Mike Boone. But Melvin Gordon is a better running back than Mike Boone in terms of running the football. The NFL will tell you that. Yes. That it might not end up mattering if Melvin keeps fumbling. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, I think they're going to end up passing the ball more without Javante. Uh, and we'll see what happens. The, the problem is you expose yourself a lot more to, you know, that pass rush tearing their, you yeah. know, pinning their ears back. And they have done a terrible job on the edges of protecting him. So, they're going to have to figure something out and do it fast. They are. They mm-hmm. are, Hank. Why don't you tell us about American Raptors? Oh, American Raptors. Uh, they actually, I believe, start their season this week. Ooh. I think it might be the same day as the Hootenanny, so I don't... Got to take... Got to choose. You can, or you can hit both. You could potentially hit you both. You could potentially hit both. But if you do go to see the American Raptors play rugby out in Glendale, uh, you'll be excited because they were 5-5 five and five last year. It's a bunch of athletes they took from other sports. They're trying to train them up, get them onto the U.S. national team, which trains at the same facility. Best part for you is that the tickets are free. So if you go to AmericanRaptors.com, you can claim some tickets, go to games. It's a, it's a fun sport. Follow along with uh, Colton Stricker with DMVR Rugby, too. All right, should we get some super chats? Let's do it. Let's do it. There are a lot. All right, the people need to be heard. The people want to speak. Let's talk to them. There are a lot. Mm -hmm. First one from Craze King One. We should trade for a running back and cut Melvin. Who are you trading for? Don't have a lot of picks to trade either. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I mean, you would be, you wouldn't really do this deal unless you're trading like a late round pick yep unless uh, the only other thing would be if you're going all in on this season and we've just seen enough where this isn't an all-in season and it never was we didn't we didn't expect it exactly but i mean in four four weeks of the season we were at that point where we're like yeah okay it's not that yeah it's gonna be really hard especially if javante's out long term to just keep reminding yourself Mm -hmm. of like javante tim patrick it's the season, you know, never necessarily even got to get started. Remember mm. Jamal Murray and Tim pa- or, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. last year? Yep. It's that same feeling. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's not. Yeah, you're going to lose good players throughout the season. Justin Simmons, yep. like, it almost feels like a forgotten thing. that just Because this is what happens in the NFL. Yeah. People see the teams, they see the names, and they just talk, oh, the Broncos should beat the Raiders. And they should have. Mm-hmm. But 
you the longer guys are out, the more you lose perspective over, uh, you know, who wasn't there. If Justin Simmons is out there, do they win today? I don't know. No. But Caden Cernsill did, sure didn't do a good job against the run. No, no, de- definitely not. I don't think Justin <laughs> Simmons comes in and makes a 70-yard difference on the ground, though. But you just need the one stop on that last drive. Yeah, and I... I don't think so either. Yeah. But I, that's what you need. The, the, the head-scratching thing, too, is from a pass rush perspective, DJ Jones and Draymond Jones, mm-hmm. they were great. And Draymond Jones came up big. They both actually came mm-hmm. up big on a few running plays. Yeah. They were just like... They must have been, and I obviously haven't rewatched the game yet, but they must have been so hit or miss. Okay. Like, hitting a home run... Or just mm-hmm. allowing big things to happen. Because I'm, when two of your defensive linemen have a seemingly great game, it couldn't have been a great game all the way around when you give up over 200 rushing yards. I can think of a, a running back you can trade for. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, boy. He, you talk about guys that won't be healthy. Yeah, I know, but uh, you know that's a team that wants to get out from under that contract. I'm trying to think Oof. of even, like, why would a team trade a running back? Because they're out of it and they're in for too much money. A guy that's played 10 games in the past two years. Yeah, I'm not saying do it. But I'm just yeah. trying to imagine who else is trading their running backs. If things go no. south for the Browns, you can see him trying to trade Kareem Hunt. If at the trade deadline they're saying we're not a playoff team, we're not extending the contract after this year. Potentially. Yeah. I wouldn't. Um, I don't I got to give a lot of credit <laughs> to uh, our listeners. A lot of people going, uh, get, giving Divino Zigbo a lot of love. The practice squad running back. Why? That, I'm impressed that they know who he is. We got some yeah. educated listeners. Okay. They're calling for him over Melvin. Ten dollars from Alexander Weatherford. No, Let's... hold on, hold on, slow down. Oh, why? Okay. Four from Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Appreciate from you. Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> ten from Alexander Weatherford, who said Melvin cost us the game. Signed Lindsay. And what's with Jacobs becoming an all-pro against the Broncos and too many injuries and lackluster play calling in the end, as usual, Broncos country, let's slide. Not a surprise, but Bill Barnwell's stat. Nobody has more fumbles as a ball carrier or receiver over the last four years than Melvin Gordon. Mm -hmm. He's shown you who he is. Mm -hmm. And he's showing that it's even worse this year. When someone tells you who they are, believe him the first time. I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. But the reason he's still around, there's what, two players? I think one player with more rushing touchdowns than Melvin over the last five years, six years. Yeah. He's up there in the yards, too. I mean, that's... I'm telling you, give him the ball. <laughs> it's, Make I him mean, carry the ball around all day, every day, yeah. for the rest of the season. It's like, do you want a running back who gives you five a carry, but a lot of fumbles, or a guy who gives you 3.8 or 4 it's a carry? Like, it's, it's, it's like the football version of a dunce cap. Like, you have to shame him into holding onto the ball. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, but, Hank, at this point... You, you take the worst runner. Yeah, I think so. You, you have to. The guy that's going to protect the ball, that's yeah. not that's going to be frustrating because you're getting you three yards per carry, three and a half yards per carry, because you, ha- again, you have Russell Wilson. Yeah. Especially if you're put into a position where you have to use him and have to rely on him more. Okay, it's not Drew Locke. It's not Teddy Bridgewater. It's not uh, Joe Flacco. It's Russell Wilson. The Broncos need a running back at this point if Javante's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Philip Lindsay? No. I mean, you, you can bring him in, but people are talking about Philip Lindsay like he would be the answer. I'm not saying you, Ryan, but people online in our comment section. No, this guy has just not been good since he, he left Denver. Yeah. Um, you would be bringing in a guy that absolutely would hold on to the ball, but you'd be bringing in a guy that 
Hank, you just threw out that scenario, a guy running for 3.8 yards per carry but holding on to the ball. Philip Lindsay, even worse than that. 2.8 last year. Yeah, exactly. 2.6 uh, with the Texans, and he's a guy that the rest of the NFL has said can't play either. He is not an answer. He's a great feel-good story. I love Phil for his time here, but if you do that, you're bringing him in to you know be a third but, running back. But that's what you need right now. You need a third running back. No, he'd be you... your third running back on this team right now. That's still what you behind need. Boone, yeah. Oh, sh- well then, sure. Yeah. But but I'm saying people are talking about Philip Lindsay as like no, the no. answer. He's not the answer, but it would be nice to just have someone on the team that you trust to hold on to the ball. Why don't you trust Mike Boone? Uh, I mean, you can. Yeah, but just you need a third catching it, I guess. But uh, the other problem for Phil is he doesn't play special teams. Like you don't want him as a gunner on the punt team or anything like that. He did do that his rookie season in the preseason. He was actually pretty good at it, hmm. and then he was too good so they took him okay off. <laughs> but you probably wouldn't do it yeah, i don't think he's yeah. really a special teamer though i don't think he's helping all right jared says this o-line needs to be healthy yeah yep. i mean you it, it would go a long way to have uh quinn miners back yeah um, you think billy turner would make a big difference but i i'm not I'm not believing that Billy Turner's playing until i see him play yep. i mean ryan you say you say it would make a big difference at one position yes. on the offensive line. Everyone mm-hmm. struggled on the offensive True. line. Today. What is Garrett Bowles doing, man? Stop wrapping your arms around people. And yep. you, you know what? We talked about it. Now he absolutely is going to be watched extra hard because he had this uh, He had this mentality in the past. So guys watched him. Last year he improved. Past couple years he improved. Now they're going to be right back at it. It's just how how could you ever wrap your arms around someone as an offensive lineman? Like, how could you let go of the ball? At least the there's you're being forced to do that. Like yeah, like it's not like Melvin's just dropping it, except for the one against the Seahawks. Um, like Garrett, you can never do that movement. No, no, it, mm-hmm. it, it, you you let the guy. Uh, you, you just don't hook him. Yeah, yeah. and then you you just hope that you get, can get yourself in a better position. Chandler Jones wasn't even in a position to make a play no. on that play. And he it's gave just, him a hug. It's so weird. He gave him a Thanos Hackett bear hug. It's so mm-hmm. weird. Jacob comes in and says the defense deserves 10 times more blame than Melvin. You can't give up 200 yards on the ground and expect to win. Also, we really need Miners and Turner back ASAP because Glasgow and Fleming are killing us. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's 10 times more blame, but we all said it. Defense most at fault today. Yep, and and you talk about uh, – you, you mentioned uh, Billy Turner. I, I have no timetable for him. No. Next one from Dylan Smith says, uh, other, uh, other note – the refs were awful and missed plenty of holding calls. I thought they actually did miss a lot on the Raiders. Um, it's one of those things that, like, it goes away after the game. But I felt like once a series I was saying, like, hey, he's inside the collar. Like, it's yeah. one thing or the other. And they, they really did not. They got the Raiders, I think, for one at the very end of the game. Um, it's it's a small thing. The bigger missed call was mm-hmm. the was the one-yard line versus the three-yard line thing. I think that's uh, yeah down there. I mean, that's legitimately 66% better to be on the three yard but, line. And it's just allowing you to actually run a play. Like yes. if, if you're, if you're at the one yard line, the, you're not throwing the ball. There's no way hell you throw that ball. And if you get to the three, at least there's that threat. Well, they did. And Melvin dropped it on third down, on third down. Yeah. yeah. And on second, down, I, that was, that was, that was, yeah, that was third and nine. That was the two. Oh, two it was one and one. a half. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, but that's what we're saying. No, I don't, I, I, I don't, I know you guys are upset. That's not the difference in the game. So no, it's not, not the difference, the difference in the game. In the it's game. just a huge missed call yep. that 
no one even I didn't even see anyone complaining about it. If you star yeah. drive at the one, you're punting. If you're not punting, you're then you've done something three, great. It's not like you're gonna go score points. Oh no, but at least it, you it don't cha- give it, them the ball. It at the really 50. changes everything. There's a chance. Yeah. I'm, I just I you guys know nine point loss. I'm not going to come up here and blame the refs. That's oh, not what we're doing. No, you're giving excuses. No, yeah, no. Just, there I was mean, a lot of holding calls they missed, and, and how they missed, how the difference between being in the one and three. So if you because we brought if up the refs lose, you just calls. can't talk about the refs at all. No, I'm just saying I, I'm not going to 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 do that. It's just the refs can be bad too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Everyone can be bad. Sure. All right, next one. Uh, Dearness Johnson or Kareem Hunt, please. I'd be in on Dearness Johnson. I'd you be get on, him for uh, a conditional seventh. I'd be really in on Kareem Hunt. Dearness is probably their As backup next player. year. Yeah, I mean, he's probably too good for them to let go of him. Mm-hmm. And did the Browns win today? Are they one and three? Did they play. Oh, the Jets. The Jets. No, they lost. So they're. Wait, one no, that was Steelers. Jets. Steelers. Jets. Uh, Browns, Browns played the Falcons. Falcons won. And the Falcons won. So the Browns. Sheesh. Uh, Browns are two and two. They're they're not gonna be not yet dumb. It'd be especially because their whole thing is Just, survive until yep, Deshaun. Yep. yep. Uh, from Shiler, I think I'm think, saying that yep. right. Uh, can we please trade Melvin Gordon? He lost us the five games going back to last year. We were going to win that game without that. Also, Raiders got away with a lot of penalties on that last drive. Um, yes, you can trade Melvin Gordon for bag of chips. Yeah, I mean, you, may be, with the pick. you may be giving something up with yeah. him. Um, and in terms of cutting him, a lot of people have said cutting. Why would you do that? Why would you? What have we said about Melvin Gordon? He's a good football player with a fumbling issue, why would you allow another team to pick him up when when you cut him, you're going to be paying him? Yeah. So might as well, uh, to, to punish him or to show him that he's doing something wrong, keep him inactive. If Have you, him as your third running back, something like that. Don't cut him. Exactly. Cutting him makes no sense. I wouldn't even do that. I would If, if you don't want to give him the ball, which I really don't think is happening, he's... I think he's going to have a ton of carries the rest of the year. Assuming Javante. Assuming Javante. If you don't want to give him the ball, use him in pass pro on third down. Yeah. Because he's actually really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when Mike Boom blew that block. I know. Ugh. That was weird to me because it's just like, okay, I, I get it. You're p- punishing Melvin for fumbling, but don't punish the offense. Right. Don't punish Russell Wilson. Right. Exactly. Put Melvin in and ask him to, p- to protect the passer. Yeah. Just telling him you're throwing. Yeah. I mean, and not at that point. They don't know you're not willing to give him the ball. But, but I mean, eventually. I'm talking third and 11. Yeah. Everyone knows you're throwing right, anyway. Right, yep. right. Next one from Dylan Smith. He says, I hate Josh Jacobs. He plays like an MVP every time we play him. So there isn't it weird how stuff like that happens? It's just rivalries. So, it's so bizarre. And the other thing that really got under, it was just grinding my gears today, is the Broncos have this weird thing where when something starts to go wrong, all of the players who, for lack of a better term, fuck up, do it. Yeah. You've got Garrett Bowles holdings today. You've got Jerry Judy drops today. You've got Melvin Gordon fumbles today. It's like when things are going right, they go right. And, you know, every once in a while you have one of those things pop up. But it feels like once, like, one little screw uh, jiggles loose, all the other ones fall out too. I mean, they're just still trying to find a way to win, right? And and, and try to form that winning identity. Yeah, for sure. They, they really do. They... That's on Russell Wilson, probably more than anyone. He's got to teach these guys how to win. He does. He and does. I, he was about to do it if the defense could have gotten him the damn ball. Yeah, exactly. Like and, and super Seattle. quick, Josh Jacobs in his five games that he's played against the Broncos. Uh, let me see. He's averaged 70 rushing yards. He has averaged 17 receiving yards. 
and he has, I'm trying to see how many touchdowns, um, and he have, I'll, I'll find that in a second, but that's in every single game. He has uh, two 100, no, now three 100-yard games. I didn't include this game, so that'll, that'll bring uh, the, the averages up, uh, and he's just a scoring machine. How many times he scored today? Twice? Yes. He has in six, he has in four of his six games against the Broncos, he has two touchdowns. How Unbelievable. crazy is that? And against everyone else in the league, he's pedestrian. Yes. That's just rivalries. Weird things happen. Like, he woke up this morning thinking, like, oh, yeah, we finally get to play Broncos again. Yep. I always kick the Broncos' asses. He's been thinking for weeks about this game. And yeah. he goes out there and he does it again. It's just a confidence thing. Confidence yeah. matters a That's lot. A piece I mean, of it. We didn't talk much about Josh Jacobs. I'm sure the Broncos obviously. Yeah talked about him he was on my white war wednesday yes he, he was but for the broncos it was Devonte adams it was hunter renfro mm-hmm. if he played it was Derek carr and it was Devonte adams and darren waller and, and and darren waller um and the broncos did very well against those guys yep. for, for the mm-hmm. for the most part it was you know and we probably would have said last week if josh jacobs is gonna beat you well Tip, tip your cap to him because at least you you shut down those other guys and for the most part that's what happened and i would have said there's no way because no one's been able to run on this team yeah, yet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they just got gashed up today. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Devontae Adams, Pat Sertan was definitely a candidate for King of the Game. Mm-hmm. He did a great job on him, man. They kept trying to make it happen, and he was not allowing it. The only mm-hmm. time they really got the ball was when he was playing way off or uh, when they were they were in zones and they were able to just get the matchup that they were looking for. In, in the first play of the game, um, mm-hmm. uh, or the first pass to Devontae, just tip of the cap to Derek Carr and Devontae mm-hmm. for a perfect, perfect throw, throw because uh, Pat Sertan was in perfect position. Um, Devontae, or did, but Pat Sertan, for the rest of the game, multiple PBUs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was in, in coverage 72% of the game on Devontae Adams, eight targets, four receptions, 46 yards, and three. Three PBUs. And three just, PBUs. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. And Adams still goes over 100 yards. Right. Mm-hmm. Despite on, that. On other people. Exactly. Because yep. yep. they were yep. just moving them, they were moving them around anywhere they had to to get them a matchup that they wanted. Smart. Because you, you had to. As soon as the Broncos came out of man, then, you know, they, they were looking for him. Yep. Exactly. All right. From LeVon, he says, is this defense not good or am I overreacting? It's tough to say. I mean, the the sample size we have is four games. Three, they were very good, if not elite. One, they were bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think that I'm coming away from this game saying the defense is bad because no. we have three other games that that show us otherwise. But am I questioning if they're elite? Absolutely. And I'm looking at certain players and just saying, is that player good? Um, for one, Jonas Griffith, brutal today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caden Stearns did not have a good day. Josie Jewell mm-hmm. did not have a good day. Uh, Kareem Jackson, I feel like the age is showing. Mm. Some missed tackles and stuff like that where normally you would have expected him to make. Um, on the other side, Draymond Jones, definitely good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But but that that's – and same with DJ. DJ Jones looked good, but how are both of those guys looking good and still giving up 200 yards? And that's when you got to rewatch. Yeah. Figure yeah, out what's going true. on. I mean, it, it could be boomer bust plays for them because I think Draymond had – two or three tfls yes yeah. at least ones right at the line of scrimmage so you can it's funny because you can have three tfls in a game and maybe you got pushed around the rest of the game and on the stat sheet it looks good but tough next one really really quick before we do ian rapaport 
with some not good news. He says, Broncos running back Javante Williams is feared to have suffered a serious knee injury. Source said he'll have an MRI tomorrow to determine the full extent, but there is not a lot of optimism surrounding the injury. No surprise. That's kind of how we're approaching it. Um, but no good news coming out. Man, it's so weird that play just mm-hmm. did not like we've seen ACLs, I don't know, a thousand times as sports fans. Yeah. Didn't look like that to me. No. Honestly, the, the Gregory one was For, was like, oh no. Yep. Like a fluky thing. As soon as you see the like yeah. little like twitch of the, the knee buckles. and then they yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. oh great. And that Javante one, I was looking for it, and I just didn't see anything, but it doesn't matter. Next one, Jacob. Divine was a beast in college, to be fair. He's got tree trunks for legs. Both true. See, I'm just I'm just giving credit to our listeners. It's impressive yeah. you guys know him. It is for sure. Yeah. Jacob's a Nebraska fan, so not as impressive. Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. So he's a Randy Gregory fan. <laughs> there you go. Kyle says, if Javante doesn't injure his knee, I think Gordon is cut this week. Javante getting hurt doesn't give you the luxury to cut Melvin. That's possible. That's exactly how I feel. Very possible. I really think that's where we were headed. Again, I don't think he's cut. Well, he's, yeah. He's yeah. inactive. He was benched. Out of the off, yep. Yep. out of yes. the rotation because he already was coming into this game for the most part. Yes, and the coach, whoever's decision it was to put him in there, I, I, it's usually not the head coach's decision. Usually running back, and, and when when Nathaniel Hackett has talked about this split in the past, he's pointed to the running back coach Tyrone Wheatley. So there you go. He probably feels terrible. Yeah, yeah, because he knew. Yeah, there's a reason he wasn't out there. Yep. Going into the game, they probably knew though. Like, like they probably said, like, yeah, we're not, we're not putting Melvin in. This is Javante's game. We'll rotate Boone in a little bit. But if you get to the point where you need to try something, there's a thing you can try. And it worked for ninety percent oh, of the play. About two and a half seconds. <laughs> and, and then when Boone came in, he was the spark. Yep. He goes in there and has the eleven yard run and the seven yard run and whatever else. And that obviously faded, but it is a weird played thing the wrong about card. Like, the longer that you try to churn your legs, the more susceptible you are to fumbling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, like right, those right. Uh, credit to the Raiders, they were doing it on every play, getting guys in there just ripping at that mm-hmm. thing. And I mean, even Javante had one with that came out after it was blown dead. Um, I saw one with Boone where they were really getting in there, and I was worried about it happening there. Like, and you can't tell guys to go down faster, but. Turning those legs sometimes sets you up for it. Yeah, yeah, it, seriously. Next one from so Jared. This is his. What do you mean? He sent a super oh. chat, but then didn't attach the thing. Oh, and then he said, I agree with run defense. RK on the run defense, that is all. Thank you, Jared. Very bad. From James. Uh, when I warned you in the chat. I'm not kidding. You're out if you're going to be complete assholes, just so you know. Oh, boy. Boom. There we go. She has spoken. James Todd. $5 super chat. Every time Melvin touches the ball, I find myself getting irritated. I hate that feeling. Yep. Get used to it. Yep. 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 Jared Guy says, cut Gordon, re-sign Phil, cost effective, no fumbles. And for the people that are saying the Broncos should trade for Philip Lindsay, they don't even have to do that. He's on the practice squad of the Colts, so they could just sign him. Yep. But not to their practice squad. It would have to be the active roster. Mm-hmm. Seth Stewart, man, I wish we could do this one with a lot of fun, but he says, P.S. to Oi. Oi, oi, P-B-U, oi, oi, oi. Still hits. Yeah, it does, really does. Not as good fun. after a loss. I, I was surprised uh, that, uh, I was surprised we didn't have that in the bar. We need a game where, like, things are going right. But it was, I mean, at the beginning, yeah, he was true. killing it. I know, he was, but it just, there's always this, like, nervous anxiety with Broncos fans right now, where it's like, 
If the Broncos were just to get like a 14 point lead, everyone could breathe. Yeah. No one breathes until that happens, and so no one's been breathing all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next one. Anthony says, one guy on their D killed us 98. Coaching sucked. Should we be worried? PS2 is a beast. I mean, worried. You're a 2-2. Two and two. We talked about yeah. how this team should. They could be 3-2 and two in like 72 hours. Yeah, yeah, but we talked about how they should be kind of needed to be 3-1 and one in these first three games. Now, I'm not saying the season's over because they're 2-2, two and two, but they are behind the eight ball in terms of where we said they would be, where we thought they would be, uh, and... They got a short week to turn it around. 24 hours from now, they could still be tied for first place. They could yep. be, although the Chiefs so are up 14 great. to 3. Oh, one. I forgot that that was, yep. uh, I thought that was tomorrow night. And that tomorrow night is uh, is Rams 49ers. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. That'll be so, a fun one, too. I had those flipped. Three teams in the AFC with winning records right now. And the Chiefs could not be at the end of the night, although that seems unlikely. I'm going to go hit Bucks Moneyline just for shits and gigs. Just did. Plus 290. (laughs) Damn, I'm surprised it's not more. Let's Uh, go. Squad ride. So you have the Bills at 3-1. and Yep. Uh, You have the... uh, Dolphins? Yep. The the Dolphins also at 3-1, and and then you have the the Chiefs at 3-1. and and 2-1. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. Trending in the right direction. Yeah. Also only, I guess, four teams with losing records. Everybody's two and two. two and two. A lot of two and two. Uh, the Raiders That's, still one of those teams with a losing record. I've been saying Damn man, right. the middle class of the NFL has never been this big. Mm. And the Broncos, unfortunately, are squarely inside of it right now. Yep, they are. But they've got time to figure it out. The sad thing to me is that I, I expected to come away from this game, win or lose, saying you have this defense that is just this this strong backbone mm-hmm. of everything you're doing. If you ever figure it out on offense, this team's blowing up. Now, that's in question. Yeah. And the sample size is not big enough one way or the other to, to decide yet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next one coming in from Jacob. He says, I do feel like PJ Locke being out was huge. Not having good run support from the safeties was killer. Yeah. And who knows if PJ Locke was going to provide great run support. You know, it's he probably would have been called on though once they started running. Yes, you know, you, you had Isang Bassi in there, you had some Damari Mathis in there. Who knows how they like rescramble all that? But it seems like PJ Locke would have at least been the player on the field, and you'd expect him to be better. And the thing that really, really sucks about it is it's a concussion, which means yep. he one hundred percent should sure be should be out on Thursday. And mm-hmm. talk about a team that likes to run the ball with the Colts. Same uh, in on the same accord though, uh, Shaq Leonard, same situation. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, Jonathan Taylor is being looked at um, for a possible injury at the end of the game. That's the only update we have. High ankle sprain. High ankle sprain. Or oh. like possible. Okay. But it sucks. seems like if you think it might be, yeah, some something's up. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. Uh, Jacob Blunt says three things. One, O line is terrible. Two, when are we going to talk about Jefferson or Lamb being taken after Judy? Three Melvin fumbles and fumbles and fumbles, also known as fumbies. Um. <laughs> uh, yes, one offensive line not good. Oof. Uh, Jefferson and Lamb definitely better um, than yep. that. More productive, having more of an impact than Jerry Judy right now. Um, yep. And yeah, Melvin fumbles a lot. I, st- I want to go. I- I'm excited to see the the all twenty two. I just feel like they're not using Jerry properly. Like I love the slot fade stuff. Do that all day. He was great. He's great in that. But you got to get him working in a phone booth against some of these guys and 
Yeah. The offense just hasn't been that fun. I mean, yeah, you might see them uh, again. I'm interested to see what what their move is here with the running backs. You might see them spread it out a lot more and try to get those types of mm-hmm. matchups. And I I still just don't like him as much in the slot. Like I I think their best look is still KJ in the slot as like a seam stretcher with giving Jerry just a little bit more space to work because those tight spaces, it it doesn't it's not going great. It's not no. going great. Uh, Seth Stewart. Says Raiders looked like they wanted it more. I felt like the team, uh, the term insult to injury is an appropriate term here. I'd say cheers, but we lost tears. Well, we talked about it. You, you were the number one one on it, Zach. Desperation can't be, uh, can't be copied. Uh, is that Star Wars? Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. That's the uh, uh, return of the Phantom Menace. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, that one. That that's going to make people smile. Sorry, guys. Um, they didn't it, look like an 0 3 team. They looked hungry, man. Yeah. Especially Josh Jacobs. He just looked yeah. like he wanted to stick mm-hmm. it to the Broncos, and he sure did. Um, Alaska Preston says Melvin or O line, who's more to blame for the L? I've got Melvin as my number two. Yeah. I'm, what a swing. What a swing. And I think, yeah. I was just going to say the offense was just was feeling themselves. That would have been four straight scoring drives, two. I believe. If Melvin doesn't fumble, uh, and it's just it, it's absolutely killer. At the same time, though, if you have that offensive line all game, like imagine if the running game is working. Imagine if all night you're will you're able to get the four or five yards. Imagine if Russell has time to stand in the pocket. Yep. I don't know. It's a tough call for me. It's fair. It's a, yeah. It, the the one that just took points off the board for one team and put yeah. points on the board for the other is the one that. It's very tangible. Yep. Ryan, we start our countdown. Logan Ito, yes, and that's <laughs> I'll get the two minute uh super chat clock rolling. <laughs> and when you do that, I can read Logan. He says defense plays good, offense plays bad, offense plays good, defense plays bad. This seesaw stuff needs to stop. Also, Melvin Gordon needs to go shake my head. A lot of people want to see that happen. I don't yep. think they're gonna get their wish. In fact, they're gonna get the opposite of their wish. That is they are. you're so right. And this game's at home. We know the Boo Birds oh, are out gosh. in Broncos country. Are they going to be out on Thursday? The Broncos need a game to just go right for them in the worst way. Yeah. Just a couple breaks, a couple bounces go their way early in the game. They get a big lead. They're able to, you know, make some plays and try some things and do things without stressing over it. They need it in the worst way. Hopefully it happens this Thursday. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, for for not being, like, the worst team in the league, the Colts are seemingly a good Mm -hmm. team to get a good win against. Like a a bounce-back win where you kind of dominate them all game and then they kind of scratch their way back. Outside of the Chiefs game, where they were great against the Chiefs, uh, and the Chiefs did make a lot of errors, I mean, the Titans really dominated the Colts today. You have mm-hmm. the, the Texans dominate the Colts week one. Uh, and uh, and then who else did they lose? They lost to someone else. Um, and they really, they're one and three, huh? They're one, two, and one. Oh, right, right, right. right, right. And so, I mean, they, this is a Texans. team where you can definitely get to them, especially if they don't have Jonathan Taylor. J.J. Wright pointed out the video of Garrett Bowles. He just he didn't want to be a Teddy Bridgewater, dude. He did he not. Sure was and, not. And, and Garrett, we, we appreciate the effort, but, like, we we wouldn't have gotten no. Crap. You could have pulled <laughs> up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have pulled up, but he was like, "I want everyone to know, I tried my hardest." The funny uh, thing is, it wasn't even like hands fully stretched out. It was kind of so, like a, like because he didn't want to land on his balls. <laughs> yeah. When you die, when you fully extend, it is yeah. the worst. You yeah. land like huh. 
especially when you're a bigger dude, you're going to crush your balls. Yeah. yeah His yeah. wife quote tweeted the video and yeah. was like, I am dying laughing. Yeah. Like, sorry, Garrett, but this is hilarious. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Good one, Natalie. <laughs> All right. We got two. We still have there 33 we seconds. We have two right now. All right. Uh, from Easy E, I'm hurt, not panic, just hurt. Yeah. Only the injuries panic me. Yep. Fair. Yep. And I am hurt. And hurt. Absolutely hurt. Yeah. God, you got you let Josh McDaniels get his first win against you, man. It, could, it honestly couldn't have been worse. You lose yeah. to the only 0-3 team in the NFL. You lose to the Raiders, who this was your game that you were going to finally beat them in Las Vegas. Then you lose to Josh McDaniels. Get to play him again in November. Yeah. At home. Speaking yeah. of Boo Birds being out, I hope yeah. they're out for no Josh. more yeah. Super Chats. Uh, and also, shout out real quick to the only solid Raiders fan we've had in the chat right here. They don't exist. Only solid one today. Wow. Thanks, man. Hey. All right. Wow. Uh, maybe they yeah. last one. <laughs> he should get himself tested. He might not actually be a Raider fan. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Stewart finishes and says, thanks for singing the PS2. I know it's hard. Yeah, I, we had yeah, to dig deep yeah, for that yeah. one. That was a rough one. <laughs> it, felt, it felt good, though. It'll be ringing through the stadium on Thursday, maybe. Got to see what the game time tickets are looking like. Yeah, there we mm -hmm. go. There we go. All right. We're going to wrap up here. Thank you guys for hanging out. As always, this was therapeutic. I hope it was for you guys as it was for us. Hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube when you're on your way out. We'd really appreciate oh. it. Buzzer beater. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, thank you, dude. Thank you, Chad. Um, We are going to wrap up here. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow and Wednesday and Tuesday and Thursday for the post-game show. So that's how we roll. We'll see you guys soon. Flying cotton